Yeah, what's up, Kyle? Uh, now they're having a Jesus gathering right out, outside of uh, where I'm at. <laughs> oh, really? It's like all these dudes are talking about, I used to do all this fun shit. I used to do heroin and crystal math. And now that's pretty that uh, Mr. Lame Christian. I know, you're probably more fun as a meth head and a heroin addict. You know? <laughs> yes, meth and heroin are more fun. Well, I mean, it's better than being straight, you know. I mean, I don't do meth or heroin, but damn it, you're not going to see me saying I'm going to rehabilitate either, goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, this dude just became a Christian and he's been sober for three weeks. Because I want things to change. Yeah, we'll see how strong he can stay after three weeks. Well, I've been here for three weeks. I'm still staying. Still on the street. No, I said his foot hurts. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, he's got a place to live. You know, he's probably one of those damn transitional houses or something. You know, I'd rather be free on the street. And then they say it in English, and then they say it in Spanish, whatever the fuck they say. And then when they talk Spanish, I don't know what the hell they're saying. Jesus, muy caliente. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it's finally getting cooler. Oh, man. children seven years old and under and torturing them sticking knives in their pussies and shit <laughs> I know you're talking in Spanish so give this white boy to shut up <laughs> <laughs> this crazy white boy crazy gringo yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, just got a raid on Lake Parade. I got you. If this game is being torturous in a lake of fire because we're not sorry for doing whatever felt that good to us and did harm to others, then we need to get even with it by torturing the people that are most valuable to the crater and causing the crater as much emotional pain as possible. And this new port is strong. You're not welcome to kiss the crab's ass in order to be rewarded by it.
Alright, ready to dive back into the news. Let's see if I can try to do this without arguing with you students. Monster, I am. Give the glory to myself and give the glory to Lucifer. Well, the hope I had was having sex with Captain two weeks ago. That was hope. I might do something so I could be a more brutal, abusive monster. I think you're better off as a drinker. I've given myself to myself. Give yourself to yourself. about to do the Christian rap. <laughs> Still there? Yeah. Okay. Alcohol and drugs are meaningful. 
Now they're doing the Christian rap. Let me see. Let me get to Google News. I'm using my other phone. Five. <laughs> yeah, my roommate just said Biden's an idiot. Oh, wait, what's going on with Biden? What did Biden do, Nate? Africans are coming from the border? Yeah. What? Yeah. It could be a whole army or anything, man. Biden's what are you talking about? Uh, apparently, uh, a bunch of Africans have shown up at the border. Okay, well, right on. Let Africans come to the country. The process of building a wall, but he's still paying the workers. So you're paying $3 million a day. For people to wash the material. The material is already bought. If you're going to pay the people, let them build the wall. You paying them to stand there and wash the material? Yeah, he just don't want them people to be out of work, but that's fucked up. Why the fuck? Well, I mean, you know, if people can get a better life in this country, they should be able to get a better life in this country, you know? 
you see people coming from all over the world to cross that border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Biden halted the uh, construction of the border wall. Yay! Biden stopped the bullshit Trump was doing. Finally. Yay! That shit's probably going to cost him next election season. Maybe, but this was a dumb thing Trump was doing, so... Hell, the majority of Americans want that wall, so that's probably going to cost him next election season. <laughs> if he wanted to get reelected and beat Trump running again, that ain't going to help. Oh, wow. Biden's losing his motherfucking mind. What do you do now? Biden will announce vaccination requirement across federal government on Thursday. So, so like, who's going to be forced to get a vaccination? Who's going to get forced to get the Ohio uh, weapon? Probably everybody in the government. So people, if you work for the government, then they're going to force you to get the uh, the uh, the uh, bioweapon. So you don't want to work for the government. <laughs> well, all federal employees and contractors be vaccinated against COVID-19 or be required hey, hey. to submit regular testing and mitigation requirements. Oh, shit. Well, you don't want to work for the government anymore because they're not letting you have privacy. You gotta think about the bigger picture. What? You gotta think about the bigger picture. That's just a stepping stone to requiring everybody to get vaccinated. Yeah, no, well, once that comes, then I gotta get a gun and go on your land or whatever. Fuck. Like, motherfuckers going riot, man, when he tries to pass that bullshit nationally, man. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what goes on next. Because people ain't going to take that shit. Yeah. Check this out, Nate. Boko Haram and all them motherfuckers coming across the board. That's good. He gonna try and make everybody get vaccinated. Watch. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. If they know it's safe, 
and Americans don't think so, then it's their job to let you know that it's safe to get the vaccination, that you won't have any problems. And if they really believe that, then why would they make it next time? They don't exactly. really believe it. You try to kill me. You don't know if you're killing me or not. But they know it's safe. Then why wouldn't they do it? You know what I'm saying? Like they claim it's safe, but they're they don't trust in it because they're sitting up saying that in all the places where there's high infection rate with the Delta variant, they're saying everybody got to wear masks indoors that are vaccinated. Yeah, no, this is more bullshit. Let's see what happens. This is stopping spreading. Either yet, so I'm still staying out here. But ain't that low key admitting that the vaccine don't work as well as they say when there's having people wear masks that vaccinate? So that sucks. You want to stay away from any, you don't want to work for the government anymore. I'm going to find the proof to hang, to hang you with. If you work for the government, they're going to get the proof to hang you with. They don't work for the government. Yeah, they're saying immunocompromised people, the vaccine doesn't work on either. Everything that's bad Because they're showing that uh, the children are getting heart inflammation from the vaccine, so they're not vaccinating people 12 and under. Okay. Yeah. Swelling of the heart. Well, that's the thing. They have, the UN has ships that ship people from other countries to other countries, so they can cross the border. Wait, what's going on? Say that again. Yeah, they do it in Europe all the time. They do what in Europe? Uh, like remember the story about them, uh, the UN shipping uh migrants to other countries. Aaron, you there? Yeah, you were just breaking up. Okay. Yeah, what were you talking about? Hold on a second, Nate's saying so. Okay. All right, he's, he's done talking.
But uh, I was saying, like, you remember the story about the U.N. shipping people from Europe, well, from Middle Eastern countries to Europe? Okay. Yeah, I was telling Nate about that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, let's see. And uh, if they don't get vaccinated, they're required to submit regular testing and mitigation yeah, yeah, requirements. No. They're trying to just keep putting the proof to hand you. It's fuck that. Don't work for the government anymore. Yeah, they're just one step away from fucking saying, just like France, like, all you motherfuckers got to get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, man, that's bullshit. Like, that's their New World Order agenda, the New Normal Order. The announcement will come in remarks where Biden is also expected to lay out a series of new steps including incentives in an attempt to spur new vaccinations as Delta variant spreads rapidly throughout the country. They're going to pay us, motherfucker. they go going to pay yeah, us. Yeah, they want to kill people so bad that they're willing to pay you to let, give you a chance to kill you. What the fuck? I'm telling you, son, I've been calling this shit. They're kill me because they're paying me to? Fuck that. They're trying to kill me. Fuck that. Hey, I'll risk them killing me if they pay me a thousand dollars, no less. Yeah, yeah. Give me a stimulus check for getting vaccinated, bitch. Nah, fuck it. You ain't get. You ain't gonna. You can't pay me enough to get me to, get me to let you kill me. You know, fuck that. F you. Baby, I'm not doing this for free. I'm doing this for me. Tell them get F you, yeah, baby. Man, I'm not doing this for fun. I'm doing this for money. Money. Yeah. Tech nine said it best. That's going to be like, I'm going to do that over one of the trap beats I bought, man. <laughs> Fuck you, do pay it. me. Yeah, a song Go called Fuck You, Pay Me. Later. I can picture it now. Fuck you, pay me. Think I'm going crazy. You ready? Trying to get money. Fuck these ladies. Yeah, yeah. Just total misogyny. Mm. Yeah, in an attempt to spur new vaccinations as the Delta variant spreads rapidly throughout the country, it will also follow the decision by the Department of Veterans Affairs to require frontline health care workers to be vaccinated yeah. over the course of the next two months. See, the, yeah, they're doing it to the soldiers, too. Yeah, yeah no, that sucks. 
You don't want to work for the government. You don't want to be in the army. Yeah, they're going to extend that shit to everybody working for the government. Watch. Yeah, they're all frontlines. They're all frontline workers. Everybody at the get DMV. Away from everything that's government. Just get away from everything that's fucking government, miss. You work for the DMV. You gotta get vaccinated. For the who? DMV. The yeah, that's next, man. Watch. Post yeah, office. Like you're you're oh, in constant shit. contact with the. Yeah, you want to be a company? I mean, there used to be cool jobs working for the government, but they put too many strings attached. You don't want to work for the government, man. Yeah, they're just creeping that authoritarian up, authoritarianism up our ass just a little inch at a time. Yeah, no, this is fucked up. You're going to take that 12 inch cut. You know, you know, I. Just don't like to have my ass fucked by uh, some government bag. <laughs> it will also follow the decision. Oh, wait, I already read that. Workers to be vaccinated over the course of the next two months. Biden alluded to the looming announcement on Tuesday. That's under consideration right now, Biden said when asked if he would impose a vaccination mandate on federal workers. While the specifics are still being finalized, the source said federal workers would be required to attest to their vaccination status or submit to regular testing. Uh, yeah, no, that's fucked Again, you don't want to work for the government. They're trying to find the proof to hang you with. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to work for the government. Yeah, they're giving you enough rope to hang yourself. Yeah, yeah. The source said the proposal will be roughly similar to what is being implemented in New York City. Additional requirements for the unvaccinated could be added as agencies push to vaccinate their employees. Biden will not impose the requirement on the U.S. military. Wow. Well, that's good, despite his authority to do so for the time being. Yeah, you don't want a bunch of soldiers dying on you and fucking can't fight. I think they do. I mean, what the fuck? If they did the Tuskegee experiment, why wouldn't they just randomly kill off a bunch of soldiers? He is, however, likely to outline how the Department of Defense may seek to approach the issue going forward, the source said. Asked if he thinks the new revised guidance on masks from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will lead to confusion for Americans. Biden cast blame on unvaccinated Americans, saying that if they had been vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world.
Well, I think that's true. We would be in a whole new world. He wasn't wrong in that statement. In what statement? We'd be in a very different world if if unvaccinated people got vaccinated. Huh? How do you start protests? Uh, well, usually you organize that stuff on something like Facebook and say you have a cause. Okay. You gotta get a license to. Do you hear me? What? Nate says he wants to start a protest. No, right on. We have a pandemic unvaccinated and they're sowing enormous confusion. And the more we learn about this virus and the Delta variation, the more we have to be worried and concerned. And there's only one thing we know for sure. If those other hundred million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world, he said. Yeah, sure. Then how come you're telling people if you're vaccinated, you still got to wear masks then? The administration's decision to require vaccines for VA health workers provided a powerful signal that vaccine requirements could be necessary to convince the still hesitant to get their shots. Mm. That's not tough. Furthering the case for vaccine mandates, the administration is taking steps to spell out the legal grounds upon which American entities can require employees to get shots. Great. Just like when they need a, it's in a jar to get a job. There's a lot of people you just don't want to work for. We all just want to work. We're all just going to start just getting welfare and shit. Fuck it. <laughs> a national wide strike. Right on. Kyle Chaos just came up with an idea. Justice Department lawyers have determined that federal law doesn't prohibit public agencies and private businesses from requiring COVID vaccines, even if the vaccines have only been authorized for emergency use, according to an opinion posted online Monday. Like the same bullshit as when they started making people pee in a jar to get a job. We're all just going to start to get welfare about this shit. The opinion from the department's Office of Legal Counsel dated July 6th but released publicly Monday, paves the way for more federal agencies and businesses to require vaccinations following the Veterans Affairs announcement about frontline health workers. In recent weeks, Justice Department officials have been weighing requests from private businesses and federal agencies seeking legal backing for policies aimed at encouraging vaccinations, according to people briefed on the matter. The opinion marks a reversal from the previous administration. Last year, Attorney General William Barr used the Justice Department's legal power to try to fight certain COVID restrictions, including joining some businesses that sought to overturn 
state mask mandates. And that's the end of the article. It's screwed up. The government's really screwing us over. Iskra Lawrence shares stripped down photo with body positive message. Gain weight, still feel cute. Some blonde white chick put it put on weight and says she's still hot. Okay, well, you know, naked chicks are cool whether they're bad or not bad, you know. Love watching naked chicks. Love watching naked women. Hell yeah. Trying to see the picture. What? I'm trying to see the picture. I guess it's a little video. She's got some big tits. Hey, one thing about fat chicks, I got nice tits. True. Yeah, it's not that revealing. She's wearing boy shorts. Yeah. No fever shots. That sucks. True. De Blasio announces star-studded Central Park Court concert lineup. Compares event to Woodstock. Okay. Is anybody good or is it lame? Bruce Springsteen, Patty Smith. Patty Smith is good. Jennifer Hudson. I don't know about her. Uh, she's a black singer, R&B. Okay. Don't know what she does. Or pop, one or two. Okay. Paul Simon. Yeah, he's good. 
will also star Carlos Santana. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, Carlos Santana's always good. With Rob Thomas. Man, he sucks. Elvis Costello. Yeah, he kicked his ass. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Nah, they aren't. The Killers. Nah, they suck. LL Cool J. He's alright. Journey. Nah, they suck. Kane Brown. Don't know who he is. Wyclef John. A rapper, Wyclef. Among others, but they're not listing. Okay, well, New York's doing some big announcement right on. Well, uh, yeah, they're listing uh, John Baptiste. Don't know anything about him. Andrea Bocelli. Don't know who she is. Barry Manilow. Yeah, the New York Philharmonic Orchestra. Well, they were trying to get the classical. Polo G, never heard of him. Never heard of him either. Kenny Babyface Edmonds. Never heard of him. Yeah, Babyface, he was a cool, uh, pretty good R&B singer back in the 90s, if I remember correctly. But it just seems like they have, like, just a mashup of different genres with not very popular stars. So, that's not really a Woodstocky. Like, it would be, like, all popular music from the young kids to be considered, like, Woodstocky. But, okay, you know, like, I pay to see, like, Eddie Smith or, or Elvis Costello or Carlos Santana or, you know, whatever. You know, it's going to be at least those few people. Yeah, it's going to be televised. Well, Jennifer Hudson can sing. Looks like she's lost a lot of weight. Jennifer Hudson. But alright, let's go to another article. Home prices can't go straight up forever, but this probably isn't a bubble. Okay, so, I don't know. What's this article about? Home prices are climbing at the fastest pace in history, eclipsing even. That's not good. Yeah, eclipsing. Well, buying houses. Eclipsing even the boom in the days leading up to the Great Recession. 
Bidding wars have become common. Many are forced to pay all cash, and some bids are coming in one million over asking. So what time do you have right now? 11.13. 11.10.98. Okay, so I got a couple hours. Okay. Well, I gotta head to bed in like an hour. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I gotta get up for group tomorrow. And then I'm going to uh, Kings Island. Uh, Kings Island, an amusement park. Okay. I'll probably get laid tomorrow. Yeah, like my buddy said he'd come swoop me up, but I don't know if I could trust this new guy to keep his mouth shut today. That would have been worth getting in trouble to get some pussy. Right now, hell yeah. I think I clicked on something. Wow, I did not know that was on this whole time. Well, Young Dolph is discussing rap retirement. What? Young Dolph, like a rapper I've heard of. Yeah, okay. It's all sparking fears that the United States is in the middle of another housing bubble that will end in a terrible crash. A terrible crash. Okay, well, then maybe we'll have some affordable houses after that. <sighs> Fuck, I'm hungry. We're down with those institutions. Mission camp, we're with. Churches, you know, on the re-education camps. Hey, Eddie. Huh? Did you know that the Democrats is going to call for Biden to resign from his mental decline? <laughs> Kamala Harris is going to be president. I guarantee you. That's take- official? It's going to go a process. They say his mental decline bad, bad. Damn. He's going to have to decline. He's going to have to resign. Who's saying, though? Is it Fox or... There's something seriously going on with this man right now. And, you know, I think that he's either going to he's either going to resign, they're going to convince him to resign from office at some point in the near future for medical issues, or they're going to have to use the 25th Amendment to get rid of this man right now. There's some serious stuff going on right now. And if they do that, it'll be the president's cabinet that initiates that. Kamala Harris will be president. Like, uh, I don't trust it because it's from Fox. I'd have to hear it from, like, CNN or something like that. She gonna go in Chicago. Yeah, all like uh basically uh mm-hmm. like
like Nate showed me a video of Fox saying that the Democrats are going to try and get Biden removed from office. Oh, shit. What the fuck is that? Yeah, spray that motherfucker. Hold on. Yeah, like the Democrats are, well, Fox is saying that the Democrats are going to take Biden out of office. Okay, I doubt that. Yeah, that's why I said, like, I don't trust that if Fox News is saying it. Yeah, no, I don't believe that. I mean, Biden's their their man. They're not going to, like, go against him. They said his town hall hearing was filled with incoherent ramblings. Who is? Oh, Biden. Okay. I don't know. He probably would rather see her listen to what he's saying. You, you, you got the vaccination? Are you, are you okay? I mean, no, it works. Or, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're. Yeah, I've alive. seen this clip before. Trusted in a locker room, snake of the people. In a locker room. If your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon, or whatever, you know, something. What the fuck? Or, you know, <laughs> you hear it? He will have to resign. Who are the people they talk to? I don't know, man. Well, Eric is the president. Black woman. First female president. Black. All the conspiracy theorists were saying she'd be president, but. So if he Nate saying how great it'll be for Kamala Harris to be president. That wouldn't. That would be as bad. And at least as bad as Biden. I mean, it's, it's still somebody else that's not really out to do anything but change things for the worse. I am. I'm excited. I might get to fuck a fat white chick tomorrow. I'm taking a shower tomorrow. Well, I was going to take a shower anyways, but I'll get up before a group and take a shower. And I'll soap up twice. Make it nice. Be nice and clean, nice and mean, soap and see. 
read it. Uh, industry executives and economists agree this explosion in home values is unsustainable. As home okay. prices can't go up 20% year over year forever. Well, until they eventually come down, because now they're not affordable now. Yet today's housing market is very different from the mid-20s bubble that wrecked the economy. Unlike then, there is currently a massive shortage of homes and home builders are very, being very cautious about adding new supply. The other key difference is that banks, home buyers, and regulators appear to have learned a painful lesson about the hit pitfalls of overborrowing. In some ways, this is an even hotter housing market than before the Great Recession, said Anita Barkowska, chief economist at Jefferies. But the risk of this turning into a bubble is much lower. Economists at Bank of America concede that home prices may correct lower in some markets in the short to medium term. Still, the bank told clients in a recent note that a hard landing is unlikely this time around. Okay, it still means that none of us can afford to have this, okay. We have a housing shortage. Of course, Bank of America acknowledges that bubbles are notoriously difficult to identify in real time. They only become obvious in hindsight. That's what makes them bubbles. So, like, okay, how do you notice there's a bubble? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's this little red thing, and it's kind of going up and I guess that's a problem. Today's supply situation is the opposite of the glut in building 15 years ago. Back then, there was a massive overbuilding problem. At the peak, around 2 million homes were being built per year, compared with just 1.6 million today. Ultimately, we ended up with excess supply. That's what caused the market to crash, said Markowska. As of the end of June, there were just 1.25 million existing homes for sale. That's down almost 19% from a year ago. At the current pace, it equates to just 26 months of supply or less than half of the six months viewed as a balanced market. We have a housing shortage, and shortages prices don't decline, said Lawrence Yoon, chief economist at the National Association of Realtors. 
Home prices surged by 16.6% in May, accelerating from the 14.8 gain in April. According to data published Tuesday by S&P CoreLogic Case Schiller Indices or Indices. The latest figures mark the biggest annual gain in home prices since the group began tracking the metric more than 30 years ago. Home prices spiked by 25.9% in Phoenix, 24.7 in San Diego, and 23.4 in Seattle, according to the report. Meanwhile, existing home prices continued to grow in June, according to the NAR. The median price for an existing home hit a record $363,300 last month, up to 23% over the prior 12 months. Preventing a boom-bust scenario. The good news is there are signs the housing market is self-correcting as a result of these heady price gains. New home sales unexpectedly declined in June to the weakest pace since April 2020, according to data released Monday, marking the third straight month of declines. Existing home sales declined for four months in a row before inching higher in June. The housing market is on fire. The Fed keeps adding gasoline. Some buyers are simply being priced out, said you. Yeah, that's the best. Okay, there are four minutes remaining in this section. Okay, there's still more Instead of paying what they view as unreasonable prices, some prospective home buyers are deciding to wait on the sidelines and rent. This may be a blessing in disguise, said Markowska of Jeffries pointing out that home prices may be able to cool off as inventories rise. It elongates the housing cycle and prevents a boom-bust dynamic. Ninja loans are out of style. The other crucial difference between today and the mid-20s is that borrowing hasn't gotten out of hand, at least not yet. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon told lawmakers at a hearing in late May that although there is a little bit of a bubble in housing prices, the lending situation is much stronger today. Unlike in 08 and 09, when there was tremendous leverage and bad mortgage hand underwriting, there is not much leverage and much better mortgage underwriting. Demand for housing was artificially driven up during the last boom by the fact that some people with little or no income were able to get mortgages. The federal government cracked down on so-called ninja loans, no income, no job, no assets, after the subprime crisis.
Lenders are being much more responsible this time around, said PNC chief economist Gus Foucher. So no wonder I can't get a fucking loan for school without income, bitches. But it's like, they just they want to make sure that nobody can afford the house. That's the whole thing. It's like deliberately making sure that nobody will ever be able to afford the house. Uh, we haven't seen a return to the no documentation and no down payment loans. That will help prevent a crash. Uh, hey, you ready to go to the next article? Uh, it's just got more information, but not much more. No, I don't think they're going to say anything more important. Okay, okay, so you Student low repayment cliff. Thirty million will have a bill coming due. Senator Warren warns. Well, I qualify for the forbearance because I'm technically considered homeless, so I don't have to pay anyways. Okay. Yeah, I already signed up for it. So when September hits, I'll probably be reapplying for it. U.S. military changes strategy after it failed miserably in war game. In where? War game. W A R G A M E. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's in the Cowcast and Aaron Orch. I'm your host, Aaron Orch. And we are getting fucked with today. Federal government requiring vaccinations on that ass. The slow implementation. Yes, the slow implementation of cool jobs. It's more jobs we don't want to take. More jobs that we want to just say no to. Just say no, we won't go. 
for that shit. Unless you're like Aaron Orton, say F you pay me. Alright, the U.S. military is changing the way it fights after it failed miserably in a war game against an aggressive adversary who knew its playbook. Okay. Well, that's depressing. Okay, well, what does it mean? So I'm just trying to figure out what it means. I don't think it's a big deal. If the U.S. Empire falls, that's probably a good thing for everyone. We're just a military empire like Rome was, and we need to call them the point. During the simulated conflict, the U.S. military strategy failed miserably, and an enemy ran rings around them. The exercise reportedly involved a confrontation with China over Taiwan. The U.S. military put its war fighting strategy to the test in a war gaming exercise last fall, and did it not, and it did not go well. Vice Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff General John Hyten said Monday, multiple defense outlets reported. Without overstating the issue, it failed miserably, Hyden said at the National Defense Industrial Association's Emergency Technologies Institute, according to Defense One. You hear me? What? You hear me? Without overstating the issue, it failed miserably. Hyden said at the National Defense Industrial Association's Emerging Technologies Institute, according to Defense One. An aggressive red team that had been studying the United States for the last 20 years just ran rings around us, he explained, according to Defense News. The general said they knew exactly what we are going to do before we did it, and they took advantage of it. Imagine what our actual competitors have been doing for the last 20 years, with probably even more focus with larger numbers. So we had to take a step back and look broadly and say, okay, what did we miss? During the simulated armed conflict last October, which Defense News described as a fictional confrontation with China, and a defense official told Defense One involved a fight over Taiwan, the imaginary enemy upended the blue team's information dominant strategy. Hyden said that the U.S. forces attempted to establish information dominance just like it was in the first Gulf War, just like it had been for the last 20 years, just like everybody in the world, including China and Russia, have watched us do for the last 30 years. But right from the start, that information was not available. The U.S. military relies heavily on data from sensors and systems to see what's happening on the battlefield and fire upon targets. 
as well as radio and digital communications to instantly relay command decisions. These networks are susceptible to jamming on the battlefield or wider disruption if U.S. satellites are targeted. Haydn characterized the situation as a big problem. The U.S. military also learned from the simulated engagement that aggregating American forces might not be the best option against a great power adversary. In today's world, the hypersonic missiles with significant long-range fires Coming at us from all domains, if you're aggregated and everybody knows where you are, you're vulnerable. The exercise demonstrated that the U.S. military cannot take for granted the advantages it has had in the past as it thinks about how best to address higher-end threats from rival powers like China and Russia. In the wake of that exercise, the Pentagon has been looking at how to address the vulnerabilities in its warfighting strategy. The military is changing its joint warfighting concept to an expanded maneuver strategy. Should they be announcing this shit? Shouldn't they be keeping this shit secret? Maybe, I don't know. Either way. The new warfighting approach, which the Pentagon argues is necessary to deter future Chinese or Russian aggression, looks at things like contested logistics, joint fires, joint all-domain command and control, and establishing an information advantage. The purpose of the new warfighting strategy, Haydn explained, is to reshape logistics, develop the capability to fire on an adversary from everywhere in such a way that an adversary cannot defend itself, and connect command and control links to give commanders a much clearer picture of the battlefield. Haydn, according to Stars and Stripes, stressed the importance of making these changes arguing that the stakes are high, that the U.S. military's warfighting edge over rival powers like China is shrinking fast. And that's the end of the article. Okay, I mean, we just need to be peaceful in all these countries. It's just not going to help us to fight some war against some other country. Should we going to stop the cops of the world? Nice. Rand Paul sends official criminal referral on Anthony Fauci to DOJ. Right on. Yeah, definitely going to this one. Throw that motherfucker in jail. Under the jail. Rand Paul's always trying to do things to, to get him from being screwed over and he's doing it again. Rand Paul referred Anthony Fauci to the Justice Department for allegedly lying to Congress. 
the referral questions whether Fauci funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology as the head of the National Institutes of Health. The referral which requests an investigation can be denied by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Senator Rand Paul made good on his threat to refer Anthony Fauci, Chief Medical Advisor to President Biden and Director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases to the Justice Department for allegedly lying to Congress about funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. As Changing America previously reported, Fauci said that the National Institutes of Health has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In response to Paul's unsubstantiated claims to the contrary during a May hearing. Last Tuesday, Paul asked Fauci if he would like to retract his previous statement saying, As you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. America is changing faster than ever. Add Changing America to your Facebook or Twitter feed to stay on top of the news. Fauci said he would not retract the statement and was adamant that he has never lied before Congress. You do not know what you're talking about, quite frankly, and I want to say that officially. You do not know what you're talking about. If anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you, Fauci said. The following Wednesday reported the Washington Examiner, the Kentucky Senator officially sent a request to Attorney General Merrick Garland to open a criminal investigation of Fauci's statement. I write to urge the United States Department of Justice to open an investigation into testimony made to the United States Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions by Dr. Anthony Fauci, Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases on May 11, 2021. Paul wrote, in the referral obtained by the examiner. According to the examiner, Paul also informed Garland of comments made by molecular biologist Richard Ebright, who said in May May, that research conducted by the Wuhan lab matches indeed epitomizes the definition of gain of function research of concern for which federal funding was paused in 2014-2017. He's lying about whether or not he funded gain of function research and yes, he should be punished, Paul told Fox News on Saturday. Garland can approve or deny the referral which only requests the investigation. Yeah, I watched that little exchange. Like, uh, yeah, like they were going at it. Governor Newsom pulls son from summer camp after maskless photos surface. 
Yusuf just has to be the buttons even his kids. And as we go to the next article. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congress to vote on marijuana, psychedelics, and CBD amendments. This week following committee action. Oh, shit. This could oh, be man. it. Yeah, no, I might have to do something about this one. This could be it. National Legalization again. A key House committee on Monday cleared a series of cannabis and psychedelics-related amendments for floor votes as part of large-scale spending legislation. That floor action could happen as soon as Tuesday. However, the panel also blocked... Uh, yeah, I guess... However, the panel also blocked two measures on housing protections for cannabis consumers that legalization supporters hope to see advance. One of the most notable amendments the House Rules Committee allowed to move forward for possible attachment to the appropriations legislation would remove a rider that advocates advocates say has restricted federal funds for research into Schedule 1 drugs, including psychedelics such as psilocybin. MDMA and Ibogaine. Well, this is just about federal like research then. Not full-on legalization. Yeah, no, they have especially with psychologists and stuff, uh, psychiatrists for patients, uh, like, I believe it's been good at getting people off of different drugs, uh, MDMA has been good with different people's relationship stuff, uh, ecstasy, and, uh, it's it's been good with a lot of, uh, psychological The reform measure is being sponsored by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat, New York. And it targets 1990s era provision that's long been part of spending legislation for the Department of Health and Human Services. The Congresswoman attempted to eliminate the language via an amendment in 2019 only to have it defeated by Republicans as well as a majority of her party. But it's far from the only measure being proposed this appropriation season when it comes to drug policy matters. Some are being backed by reform advocates while others receive sharp criticism. One pro-reform amendment that's advancing would encourage the Food and Drug Administration to approve rules allowing CBD as a dietary supplement and food ingredient. Uh, 
Okay. Which is also mediocre. Yeah. Until the tiny step and it really keeps that good. On the other side, there's a proposal from Representative Debbie Lesko, Republican Arizona, to the HHS appropriations bill to eliminate a rider that's currently in the bill that allows federal funding to go to institutions of higher education that are conducting research in, on marijuana. The reason this measure has generated particular pushback is because research into cannabis is an overwhelmingly bipartisan issue, and top federal drug officials have repeatedly urged Congress to support policies that make it easier to study the risks and benefits of the plant. What's more, Lesko represents a state with adult use legalization on the books. Activists are disappointed that two marijuana reform measures from Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton are being blocked from floor consideration. Blocked from floor consideration. A-R-E-B-E-I-N-G-B-L-O-C-K-E-D F-R-O-M-F-L-O-O-R-C-O-N-S-I-D-E-R-A-T-I-O-N Her proposals which were aimed at a at appropriations legislation for the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, would have made it so marijuana possession or consumption could not be used as the sole basis for denying people access to public housing. Oh, fucking That sucks. Yeah, that does. One Norton Amendment was narrowly focused on medical cannabis, while a second measure would have measure would have covered all marijuana use that's legal under state laws. Is, yeah. It's disappointing that those who rely on public support for housing will continue to be discriminated against for their state legal choices. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's like, oh, it's legal in your state, but HUD's like, nah, fuck you guys. You can't smoke weed. NORML political director Justin Strickle told Marijuana Moment. Advocates were surprised that the Rules Committee, chaired by marijuana reform supporter Representative James McGovern, Democrat, Massachusetts, I believe, 
sought to prevent a floor vote on the Norton Cannabis Amendments. A committee spokesperson told Marijuana Moment that the proposals had points of order against them, and we never make amendments in order with points of order against them. Here are the descriptions of measures that the Rural Community Committee made in order for floor votes. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez allows United States researchers to study and examine the potential impacts of several Schedule One drugs, such as MDMA, psilocybin, or psilocybin, or whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, psilocybin, and or ibogaine that have been shown to be effective in treating critical diseases. Representative Kurt Schrader increases and decreases by $5 million funding for the Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition to highlight the need for the agency to proceed with rulemaking on cannabidiol, or CBD, by no later than 180 days after enactment, out of concern that the FDA has not initiated rulemaking to establish a regulatory pathway for CBD as a dietary supplement and food ingredient. Representative Debbie Lesko strikes language that allows federal funding to go to institutions of higher education they are conducting research on marijuana. Representative Doug Malamalfa transfers, well, Republican California, transfers $25 million from the Environmental Programs and Management Enforcement Activities account to the National Forest System account for enforcement and remediation of illegal marijuana trespass growth sites on federal lands. And for the cleanup of toxic waste and chemicals at these sites. Here are the amendments that were not ruled in order and are thus dead. Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, Democrat, D.C., prohibits HUD from enforcing the prohibition on the use of possession, use or possession of marijuana in federally assisted housing in states where marijuana is legal. Representative Eleanor. Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton prohibits HUD from enforcing the prohibition on the use or possession of medical marijuana in federally assisted housing in states that where medical marijuana is legal. Representative Doug Malamalfa prohibits funds from the section from being used to fund needle distribution programs for illegal drugs. Yeah. 
Well, that's good. Like, uh, that means programs that fund needle distribution programs are still legal. You sure? Yeah, these are things that are dead. Okay, I thought he said he was prohibiting it, though. Yeah, like, it's dead prohibiting funds from this section from being used to fund needle distribution programs for illegal drugs. So, it's allowing them to fund that or not letting them fund it? Letting them fund it. Okay, okay, well that's good news. Representative Ted Butt, Republican NC, don't remember what that one stands for, prohibits federal funds from being used to purchase clean syringes for illegal drug use. So, yet again, you can use federal money for... No, but it sounds like he said he forbid, forbid it that, or forbid it that. Oh, let me go back to the top. Here are the amendments that were not ruled in order and are thus dead. So prohibiting federal funds from being used to purchase clean syringes for illegal drug use in D.C. Yes, yeah, so that means they won't let funding be used to help Washington, D.C. to you know, get syringes for people in the United States. Representative French Hill, Republican Arizona, increases funding by $50 million for the Office of National Drug Control Policy's high-intensity drug trafficking area program. Offsets the increase with a decrease in funding of $50 million for the Electric Vehicles Fund. Yes, yeah, so they'll, they'll they won't have electric vehicles, but they'll push to go after somebody who's getting stolen. All right, ready to go to the next article? Is that the end of this one? No, but it's just going on to talk about, like, money, basically. Okay, well, I'm, I'm still trying to, like, okay, what's, what's, what's going to be pushed and what's not going to be pushed? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. I read that, too. <laughs> Oh shit, it's 12.04, I gotta go to bed. Okay, I'll talk to you later. I should have a pretty interesting day tomorrow. Is it? So I should have a pretty interesting day tomorrow. Uh, go to, well, talk to my SSI lawyer at 11, and then at 12, go to, uh, Six Flags Amusement Park. Okay, so you don't know when you're coming back. 
Uh, I should be back before curfew. Like he said, like you gotta go after five. So I guess it takes a few hours to get there. Yeah. I'm just wondering, should I call him on the podcast tomorrow or not? Huh? Uh, I'll call you and let you know. Okay. I'll just, like, not make any plans. I'll just look at <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take me to do that. I mean, if I get late, I probably will be gone until 10. Yeah, that's but I should be back by 10 because that's my curfew. I don't know if I can trust this new guy. Oh, yeah, what should we name the segment? Uh, I don't know. It's not very much good news on, on uh, pot reforms, on legalizing drugs, I don't know. On legalizing drugs, I don't know. Yeah, like, uh. Yeah, I'll just say, like, uh, government considering Schedule 1 drugs. Policies. Yeah, they're not. Okay. All right, peace out. Peace out. Ah, so the world didn't implode. Yeah, no, things went okay today. I don't know how, you know, whether when the next nightmare is coming, but at least today it was a little less of a nightmare. I don't know. Maybe because I'm not trying hard enough to make my life good, and that's why it's not becoming better, but I don't know. But, so I got that done. Uh, you doing the podcast today? Yeah, yeah, I'm done with doing the podcast. Things are... Not as bad as yesterday. I checked. My toes aren't as... My right foot isn't as bloody as it... Or wasn't as bloody as it was the day before. It's still really in pain. I'm like wondering what it's going to be like. I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm going to time my shit or do my shit. When I got like the four days to try and stay off my feet and drink a bunch of water. And how much I'll really be able to stay off my feet. Like... Is things really going to be better? Is my foot going to hurt for fucking ever, man? I mean, my foot is really bad. Damn. That sucks. I mean, just every day in these shoes, my foot hurts like a motherfucker. But, uh, I don't know. For those that didn't hear the beginning, what happened? Okay, my foot is hurting because I haven't been drinking enough water and I'm swollen. But if I drink enough water, then I piss on myself and I don't really want to piss on myself. I'm half on the verge of doing that semi now. I hope not. And shit. Like so. Well, about the credit card. Oh, yeah, I got my credit card, got, got my debit card thing situated, so now 
I got a temporary debit card, and the other one isn't going to that other house, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to use the bank when I need to use the bank, so. Oh, so what, is the bank going to get your card for you? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, they're sending it to this other house and all this. What, the Marina Del Rey one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, so that's, that's going to be good. Uh, so, yeah, I did that. I did, uh, I don't know, just doing, uh, went and got Mexican food, but everything's been a slow process today. It's just been hot, and I've just been, it's like, my foot is hurting like a motherfucker. It's just, like, getting up, and, it's like, it's as hard standing up as when I was fat, but now it's just because my leg is so sore that I don't have any torque, you know? Yeah. I'm just like fucking carrying heavy shit. My foot's heavy. Just everything's turning the wrong direction. Everything's just like fucked up and in pain. And ah, oh, fuck. Is that all you did today? Pretty much just went, did, did my bank shit, which was a, an exercise in itself. But I was able to find a place where cabs were already standing so I could take a cab, get my business done. Going to the bank's going to be a pain in the ass. I'm not sure how I'm going to get in there. Because the one exit that's close to the bus stop is like the emergency exit. And it's weird. Uh, I went out that exit, but it was a pain in the ass dealing with it. And, uh, and a Got a little semi-lost, but not really on the way to finding a Mexican place. I think I might do better next time. I don't know. I just did that and wandered to another resting place. I'm just really mostly tired and in pain. And just everything, I'm hot. I'm in pain. Everything's moving slow and just everything's hard right now. Mm-hmm. My foot is hurting like a motherfucker. Yeah, but uh, let's see. What did I do today? Got up early as fuck. Went and talked to the owner of the rehab for my weekly visit. And we... We, uh, we talked about, um, like, you know, my relationship with my family mostly and that, uh, rehab guy, well, I'll tell you about the, uh, peer support guy being a dick. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. So basically we talked about that and then we talked about my flawed relationship with my sister. Now she always okay. seems to be expecting me to give her bad news, like something's going wrong. Mm-hmm. And how, yeah, like, does everything uh, have to go right in her eyes, you know? Well, it's preferable that things go right. I'm kind of tired of things going wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, when people are dicks and they're, like, on the society trip, why do you want to follow that trip, you know? Uh, like, I'm learning stuff about myself on this society trip. 
like how randomly when I was at the uh, church, sober church meeting on Friday, like I had wrote down like uh, subconsciously, like while I was writing about my fears, like I wrote down at first that I feared not being independent. But then I also wrote down when I was like listening to the guy teaching the sermon and I wasn't really paying attention to what I was writing. I wrote down respect in the fear thing. So then it's like, I was like, huh, why the hell did I write that? Because I didn't just write some gibberish. Like, I wrote respect without even thinking about it. Okay, I don't know. Why do you want to respect fear? Well, no, like, uh, fear not having respect. Oh, you're afraid of not having respect. Yeah, from my family and friends. Oh, okay, well, I mean, you know, it's like... I don't expect to have high regard from them. I don't expect to have high regard from anybody. I, I just expect to have low regard. You know? So I don't even worry about it. Yeah, I have low regard, but I want regard, though. I mean, you know, it's like I, I have high regard for my friends, and that's about it, you know? Everybody else I don't give a shit about, yeah, I don't give a shit about, like, people who aren't my friends and family respecting me. And I could give a fuck less. I say fuck the world in general. But, uh, yeah, like, he he he, uh, he said that really stuck with him because the guy who owns the rehab went to the church with us. So he heard what I said in the uh, meeting. And he said that really stuck with him. And he had been thinking about it since I said it. Right on. So we just had, like, a talk about that. And, uh... Yeah, it was a good talk. It was a good talk. And he basically said to me that, uh... I need to think more inwardly about myself and why I think the way I do. Like, stop thinking about what people are doing and why they're doing the things that they're doing and think about why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Okay. Which makes sense, and that's something that I gotta work on. It's like, um, that's one thing that I've been learning about this sober trip about myself is that there are aspects to my personality that I never thought about. Like what? Like just fears. Like, uh, I didn't realize I had so much fear. I thought I was fearless. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like there are some sh- there's some shit that I'm afraid of, and they're not like physical things like dying or anything like that. They're just emotional things. What are you emotionally afraid of? Uh, just that I won't have like that I won't be able to become what I want to be. You know. What do you want to be? 
Like, I want to be this businessman. Like, I want to be successful, you know? Okay, why do you want that so bad? So that I'm not dependent on the system. Yeah, but I mean, every successful businessman is dependent on the system. I mean, unless you get some, like, really good, unique idea where you're going into business for yourself. Which maybe that can be done, but, uh... Yeah, I do want to start a marijuana business one day. I probably, like, honestly, like, I'm learning more about myself being sober than being high because I was too busy being high and not realizing inner workings about myself. I was more ignoring shit, you know. But, like starting a pot business and growing really good weed and selling it to people, that's one of my aspirations. Right on, right on. But I know, like, I don't know, like, for me, getting stoned, like, taught me stuff about myself, so it's like, I learned about myself from getting stoned, so it's like, I had kind of the opposite thing. But then there's also the fantasy world, and all that. I don't know, there's all kinds of things Yeah, I realized that, like, I wasn't doing any introspection on drugs. Okay. That's yeah, like, the only time, like, I can say the only time I did introspect was when I did mushrooms. That was the only drug yeah. that I really, truly did introspection on. Well, that's a good drug for that. Mushrooms and acid and mescaline are probably the best drugs for introspection. Uh, yeah, those drugs will make you have life-altering decisions, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's also one thing about this sober life is that I'm realizing is that I'm making life-changing decisions being sober now. Right on. Is that it now? I'm just thinking what I want to do, you know, it's like, I just know I'll never have the guts to do what I want to do, you know, it's like, I was just thinking, sure that's over that, I'm right, I want to kill that bitch, man, you know, but I'll never have the guts <laughs> to kill her, you know, I'd, I'd, real, I'd really feel better about myself if I was a martyr in prison and I killed her, you know, but I'm too much of a coward, so okay, you know, and then, you know, same thing. I really wish I could get revenge on against the women who say no to me. You know, against I wish I could get revenge against uh, Samantha for not fucking me and, and like shoot her in the head. But you know, <laughs> I don't have the guts to do it. So it's like I'll, I know I'll never be what I want. Yeah, but do you think maybe it's good that you'll this. never be that? No, I think it's horrible that I'll never be. I'm always going to be a goddamn coward who always has reason to be ashamed of himself. They didn't have enough guts to do anything about anything. Mm. That's quite the conundrum you got yourself in, Kyle Chaos. Yeah, tell me that. Let's see, what else did I do? 
I've been trying to get my friend, like, uh, that just relapsed into this sober house, but honestly, I think he's dealing with some mental, I'm not gonna say his name, but, like, it seems like he's dealing with some, like, mild schizophrenia shit, you know? He was, like, thinking that people were out to get him at his, uh, last rehab because he was breaking the rules, and he, and, and he thought that they knew about it and were gossiping about him. Okay. And I, I think that's what relapse. I think that's what caused him to relapse. Well, he was he his drug of choice was fentanyl. Was what? Fentanyl. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't know, like what. I don't know. And I think when you go through those feelings, you just gotta decide. It doesn't matter if I get kicked out of the theater. <coughs> I just gotta be myself and fuck the rules and all that. I don't know. Yeah, that's what like um I noticed about people that do that. That they're in recovery and they skirt the rules like as much as possible. You know, it's like. Those are the guys who are destined to fail at this, you know, not to talk bad about them, but it's like, I saw it with my friend that died from meth or fentanyl or whatever, you know, like he was one of those guys. He didn't want to follow the rules. He broke as many rules as he could, you know, sold his piss to guys that he never told me about, uh, fucking, you know, Sold his uh, Suboxin. And, uh... Well, he's just making some money. Yeah, stole his car from the rehab. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so it's like, those guys that, like, have that impulse control issue... It seems like they are the ones that are destined to fail until they get that impulse control under control. Yeah. See, I want to have the opposite. I want to lose all my impulse controls, and I can. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically how that went told him, I'm like, dude, dude, the owner didn't get your texts and calls, you should try and call him again from somebody else's phone, and he hasn't responded back, he tried to call me, but then, like, you know, never seemed to try and get a hold of me after that, so I guess he'll end up on the street in his car, what? I guess he'll end up in on the street in his car. Oh, this dude or what? Yeah. Yeah, okay, shit. Or, like, there are other rehabs to go to, but most of them that you can get into, they're going to want you to be under restriction for 30 days. And I was telling them, like, restriction here is seven days. You wouldn't have to deal with all the bullshit and red tape that you would at most of the rehabs in the city. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to listen to me or not, you know. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, he's a fun guy, you know. I like playing chess with him and dominoes. 
gambling with him and shit like that, you know, he's a good dude, it's just, you know, he's a bit lost. He's what? Oh, um, lost, because people have told me I was lost, and I'm not gonna buy that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he just doesn't seem to know how to follow what he says he desires, you know, which is to be sober. Okay. Which is just my, you know, yuppie opinion, you know, so it's just like, take me with a grain of salt, you know. Well, I don't know, like, are you totally deciding you want to go that direction, or, you know? That's what it's like, it's like, you know, like, like, uh, A and NA say, you know, if you want to choose the path of drug abuse, your only paths are drug, jails, institutions, and death. Okay. One, one of the three. Not saying you're guaranteed to well, die. Yeah, but, but the jails and the institutions got to be destroyed, and you know, death is the only thing that's a real thing. You know, yeah. the jails and the institutions—that's the government, and that's the system. Death is the real thing, and you know, it might be a good way to die. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's better to die of a heroin overdose or a fentanyl overdose than die saving somebody from a fucking fire. Yeah, fuck those guys. Let them fry. Fuck a... Fuck a morally... Saintly death. But, uh, after that, I've just been, like, uh, finally finished Geometry, which is good. Uh, does it mean, like, once I did the, got my stuff done with the, uh, getting my debit card situation put together, then mm-hmm. it's like, from then on, it, it was, just everything was slow, because it was just hot, and my feet are in pain, and... I just had to make a lot of stops because I just couldn't just keep going on a regular pace because it's just my foot is in pain and it's hot and I can't just I just can't do anything fast right now you know it's just like I just want to rest every few minutes you know Now, I finished that show Weeds. Like, I got to see the series finale, which was actually kind of sad. No way. Like, because, like, basically, in the last few episodes, the chick realizes that the dude that's been in love with her, like, the entire series that she refused to take seriously was gonna leave, like, permanently. And then that's when she's like, no, please don't leave me. Okay. Well, we'll see if she we'll see if she slits her throat at the end of the at the end of the series or the beginning of the next series. Yeah, maybe there might be a sequel. It depends. Right on. But no, they no, did a depressing. time skip where they skipped a few years into the future, uh, and uh, so I don't think that if there is a follow up to the series, it'll be her. Yeah. Okay. So It'll, the future says she's by herself in a fucking old maid and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, like, her family came back together, but the guy was just, like, 
you know, I can never be with you because you're not good for me. And her, okay. one of her sons became an alcoholic cop. Okay. And the other one, like, uh, became rich selling weed for a tobacco company. Right then. And she had a piece of that company as well, but at the end of the show, they sold the... Like, I think she sold the business because she wanted to be with the dude, but then when the dude wouldn't come back, she sold the business. Okay. Yeah, so, like, at the end of the day, it was a sad ending because she literally is just, like, alone. And it's like, she's got to be, like, in her 40s or 50s or whatever. And basically what was the love of her life that she didn't realize or one of the loves of her life. Yeah, I'm in my 40s and my 50s, and I'm goddamn, I'm in my 50s, and I'm homeless. Fuck. Being hardcore. Yeah, that's the thing. It seemed like she just accepted her aloneness at the end of it. Yeah, no, a lot of chicks want to be alone. That's what sucks, but... Nah, it's all sad. She should have slit herself at the end of it. She should have slit her throat at the end of the show. That would have made it better. Yeah, that would have made it more anti-climax. Well, that would have made it like a less low-key sad ending, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, damn, you just accept being alone for the rest of your life, and your kids are all grown, so you're just Shit, by yourself dating rich guys. Well, at least she's still finding dudes. Yeah, she's still getting fucked, you know. Okay, so she's still finding people. So she ain't alone, then. That's true, but... You know, the real love thing will... You don't know if that's gonna be forever out of her grasp or not. Yeah, well, who knows. You know, lust is... is, is animal sex is better than true love. <laughs> Have you ever been in true love? Yeah. Was it with Angela or no? Yeah, Angela was one of them. I mean, yeah, and it still might not even be considered real love because I'm, you know, like, I'm so immature and evil and whatever that I probably don't know what the fuck love is, but okay. Mm. But that was, you know, that's love for me, you know, so shit. Have you ever thought of dating, like, a Satanist chick that would be into all the things you're into? Um, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know, I'm the only one I know that's into my trip. I don't know other people that are on my trip. And what I hear in the other dimension is most of the Satanist chicks just want to be lesbians. And, uh, and the last Satanist chick I saw was, she was watching me do my rituals and bagging on me. And uh, then she like followed me into the into the men's bathroom while I'm washing my hands after I took a shit and wiped my ass and shit. <laughs> wow! Wow! Are all fucking Satanists weird degenerates? I don't 
don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why she was following me into the, the men's bathroom while I'm washing the shit out of my hands after wiping my ass. So... <laughs> Oh, I'm looking something up out of curiosity. Okay. Because this has got to exist. It does exist. Free satanic dating sites. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah. I remember getting the number for a Luciferian chat line. The, the voice on acid gave me this number for a Luciferian chat line. And I wrote it down and called the number, but I didn't go upstairs because it's just like mostly what I was hearing was a bunch of dudes telling racist jokes and I'm just I don't care about this shit. Where? Like, where did this happen? This was when I was by myself on acid. Uh, it was the day that I, it was the night that I had the conversation with the demon. And the demon was telling me, you don't really want to be a good person, you know, whatever. You know? And uh, somewhere in the midst of that, it gave me this number for the chat line. <laughs> and I taped it and called it. Well, it may not it's like exist. The demon, the demon gave me the phone number, and it's like, okay. So you just called a number that a demon gave you? Yeah. How'd that turn out? Well, the first time it was this chick, and she was already talking to another dude, so I didn't feel like I could break into conversation. And then the second time was just this Mexican dude telling jokes about black people that were like racist jokes about black people, and I'm just like, I'm not into this shit, and I didn't call after that. Hmm. That must have been a freaky experience. It was. Oh, okay, I found it. Pagan PaganSinglesDating.com Okay, so that's probably for the Wiccans. Let me check this out. Asking me to sign up. This is gonna be really weird in my search history. It's like if the NSA ever goes through my websites, they'll be shocked. They'll be aghast.
I can picture it now. Like, you went to a pagan dating site. You're supposed yeah. to be a Christian. for that. But, uh, the site exists. Yeah, yeah, but there's probably all kinds of different pagans on there. But, uh, welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. And today we are going to dive deep into the bowels of the news. See all the shit that the government and the major corporations are throwing down on us. uh, As we try to jump over it. God, there's a lot of stench to get through. Yeah, you can't smell shit on your knees. That's true. Well, you gotta stand up when they're throwing it at you. Uh, what did Marilyn Manson say? What? Uh, Marilyn Manson, oh, yeah, you he can't said. Smell your own shit, get on your knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good statement to our. our uh, people in the government that support the government you really can't smell your own shit so get on your knees to us motherfuckers and the first story is Kinzinger defends lack of probe into Black Lives Matter riots during January 6th committee hearing okay Uh, Adam Kinzinger, Republican. Yeah. So who is he? Congressman. Okay, what is he? I'm guessing he's a Democrat? Republican. Okay, Republican Congressman. And where's he a Congressman? What, what state's he from? Which I heard that the only Republicans that they have on the uh, probe are never Trumpers. Yeah, okay. Well, then that would explain everything. You think they'd go along with uh, whatever the Democrats wanted? 
but okay, let, yeah, let, let's hear what his argument is. I mean, I, you know, like I don't think either side should be fucked with, really. But they're trying to fight the the real bad shit that that our government's doing in different ways. And I don't think either side should be fucked with. Whether it's the, the January 6th insurrectionists, I don't think they should be fucked with, and I don't think the Black Lives Matter people should be fucked with either. And the I don't think the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Antifa people should be fucked with. During the first hearing of the January 6th committee on Tuesday, Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger dismissed those alleging that Congress was at fault for investigating the Capitol riot, but not the Black Lives Matter riots that erupted and ravaged cities across the country this past year. Some have concocted a counter-narrative to discredit this process on the grounds that we didn't launch a similar investigation into the urban riots and looting last summer, he said. I was called on to serve during the summer riots as an Air National Guardsman. I condemned those riots and the destruction of property that resulted. But not once did I ever feel that the future of self-governance was threatened like I did on January 6th. There is a difference. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit, right? To me, like, that's bullshit. Yeah, those motherfuckers were in their own ways trying to overthrow the system. Well, no, I mean, it isn't, you know, whether it was like, okay, were the Black Lives Matter people doing the same thing? It's just, in this situation with the January 6th thing, uh... I'm trying to think how to explain it. Uh, the, the democracy was being threatened because of anything. It was being threatened because of the coronavirus lockdown. And for him to say that, that whatever happened on January 6th was like such a heavy threat to democracy, I just don't, I just don't believe it. Yeah, you're seeing democracy die in places like France. Yeah, I mean, in France, democracy is dead. In Australia and England, democracy is dead. Yep. In South Africa. Yeah, no, South Africa, democracy is really dead. You know, and, and that was like one of the places that I thought had hope. Was you know like I thought the ANC you know after after the uh, end of apartheid was like the one thing of hope in Africa and, and the, the, that part of Africa doesn't have hope either. That's just another part of Africa that's under a fucked up government, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it continues. There is a difference between breaking the law and rejecting the rule of law between a crime, even grave crimes, and a coup. Yeah, but I don't think you could say this was a coup. This was a bunch of people that were pissed off about the coronavirus lockdown. And agent provocateurs. Like, I saw an interview with uh, on the Flagrant 2 podcast and mm-hmm. with Alex Jones and uh, Andrew Schultz, the comedian... And a car singe, his buddy. 
And basically, like uh, Alex Jones was talking about, there's video of Antifa changing clothes uh, to put on the the Trump gear. And, uh, yeah, FBI, like, set him up to try and uh, get him set up with the January 6th thing. So they were trying to set up him and Trump is what he said. Because he had paid for a, like Trump was supposed to give a speech as far as Alex Jones says he was told on January 6th. And he said he gathered up money for a, like, he collected $500,000 for the event and he paid $80,000. And basically, uh, when the... When he got to the venue, like, nobody was there and there was no stage and shit like that, is what he said. But then, like, uh, he even, like, talks about how, like, he was trying to get people to stop rioting when it happened and shit. Mm -hmm. So he was there in the chaos. Yeah. But, you know, that's just his take on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in general, I think the rule of law is just bullshit in itself. You know, the law itself is is the source of oppression and all that. And uh, I just don't buy any of this democracy and rule of law bullshit. Well, it's anarchy, baby. Attica. Exactly. Exactly. Going back to 72 or whatever when that happened. 70, 71, 72. I don't remember what year that was. And then it continues. The crimes perpetrated by left-wing agitators in places like Portland and Minneapolis were largely ignored and even condoned by mainstream media actors with CNN going so far as to call them as mostly peaceful on the air as buildings burned in the camera background. Well, camera background. The lawlessness persisted for weeks in many locations with rampant arson, robbery, and violence committed against bystanders, reporters, participants, and police officers. The anarchy persisted in Portland for nearly a year, costing the Oregon City's police Bureau at least one, well, $12.4 million in taxpayer dollars for overtime pay for officers to address the mass demonstrations and mayhem. An expense. Well, right on, they kept fighting that long. That's cool. But Oregon kept the war going for a year. That's pretty good. I mean, it just sucks that everything's mellowed out now over the past few months. But, I mean, it's good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, I look at it, California, we're freer here, so, like, some good shit's happening, so I don't know. Yeah, I think that's good for the revolution in a short-term view. Well, we'll see. I mean, these, these four months are all we got, as far as I can tell. And uh, an expense not including infrastructural damage and personal injury inflicted. 
Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi selected Kinzinger to sit on the committee after she rejected Representatives Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, two of House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's picks. Both Jordan and Banks objected to Joe Biden's victory on January 6th. McCarthy responded by withdrawing all five of his members from participating in the inquiry, which he concluded to be a purely partisan exercise based on Pelosi's behavior. Okay, so Pelosi just found, like, a, a Republican or, that would go along with her side of looking at, you know, more mainstream, never-Trumper Republican that would go along with the mainstream side of it. Yeah, McCarthy, who was allowed to nominate five Republicans to serve on the panel panel per the final House resolution, called Kinzinger and Republican Representative Liz Cheney Pelosi Republicans, after the Speaker tapped them as her own appointees. Okay. And we all know how Liz Cheney has become very unpopular in the Republican Party with her dislike of Trump. Yeah, but the, you know these are the ones that the Democrats are, are using as their Republicans now to do their little you know dirty work or whatever. Yeah, which is not gonna look good when it comes yeah, re-election time. I mean, it still looks like the same lame, dirty politics that's always gone along with both parties, you know. Yeah, the lawmakers were two of only 10 Republicans in Congress to vote to impeach former President Trump for inciting the Capitol insurrection. Cheney received backlash from the party for her hostility to Trump, ultimately leading to her ouster as House GOP conference chair. As we begin our work today, I want to call this committee's attention to the oath of office an oath not to a party, not to an individual, but to the Constitution that represents all Americans, Kinzinger remarked. Democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days, how we take accountability for that. And that's the end of the article. Okay. Well, I guess we're seeing kind of uh, how the Democrats and the couple of mainstream Republicans are keeping business going on as usual. Same lame establishment politics, and I guess they're still trying to find some, you know, put together some new draconian laws to fuck us over later. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cops blame Trump Republicans for allegedly inspiring and then downplaying January 6th Capitol attack. Okay. I'm kind of wondering why they're still talking about this. It's been like February, March, April, May, June. It's like six months later and they're still talking about this? I mean, like, what? Is this some new thing or like, what? why is this so like, what? what's the thing that makes this story new? Officers want committee to dig into Trump and Republicans' culpability in inspiring and downplaying January 6th attack. 
Okay, so is this part of the same Democratic uh, uh, committee, or what, what's this about? Or, I, I don't know. Well, uh, just read the article. Read the article. Four police officers who defended the Capitol from the pro-Trump mob that invaded it on January 6th criticized the former president and Republicans who were loyal to him for allegedly inspiring and then downplaying the attack. Okay. So they found barely a handful of cops to push their cause. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it really went down that way, but okay. I think it was just a spontaneous thing. I don't know if Trump was, like, telling them to do this shit. Yeah, from everything I fucking saw, like... And then uh, Trump is on record saying, like, he was saying during the riot to be peaceful and shit. Was saying what? Like, be peaceful and stop the riots. Yeah. Sounds pretty... What is that word I'm looking for? I think it's antithetical or something like that. Like, it goes against logic to say, okay, ride everybody, and then okay, everybody, don't ride. Yeah, yeah. If he was really egging them on, then he would have just been like, keep going, you know? He would have egged them on even further. Who was saying keep going? Nobody did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as soon as it made them not look like the law and order party, you know, like most Republicans were saying, stop this, this is, you know, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Lucasfilm hires deep fake YouTuber who fixed Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Okay. You want to go into this or... I don't know. Nah. Yeah, let's go next door. Mina Suvari on surviving wow. sexual abuse in her teens. I didn't know how to say I was raped. Okay. Well, cool. Someone got some pussy. Is this article about? Republicans are blaming Nancy Pelosi for the January 6th attack. Their claims don't add up. Okay, I don't think you can blame Nancy Pelosi for that. Maybe you can blame the FBI, but not Nancy Pelosi. So, okay, where, you where can they probably this blame the FBI. Yeah. I mean, if there's anybody you can blame, it'd be the FBI. Maybe they can blame Trump and say, oh, with some of his rhetoric, but I don't think you can really do that either. I mean, I think it was just a spontaneous thing by people that were upset about the coronavirus lockdown. But... 
I think it was a mixture of like agent provocateurs and then like some pissed off people, you know. Yeah, they could have been. Like they were egged on, but basically like very like that's what Alex Jones was talking about. Like there were he was saying there were like, you know, a million people there, which I don't know if that's true or not. But basically, he's like 500 people out of a million decided to rush the Capitol. So it's basically like, you know, if all the Republicans had plotted something, then basically there wouldn't have been so few that did it. Yeah. Alright, ready to go to the next song? I'm still trying to figure out what's the logic for blaming Pelosi. Like, why do they think it's Pelosi's fault? For months, Republican leaders have downplayed the January 6th assault on the Capitol by a pro-Trump mob. But on Tuesday, ahead of the first hearing of a special committee to investigate the riot, they took their approach to new and misleading extremes, falsely blaming Speaker Nancy Pelosi for the violence. The American people deserve to know the truth about that. Nancy Pelosi bears responsibility as Speaker of the House for the tragedy that occurred on January 6th, said Representative Elise Stephanie, Republican of New York and the party's number three leader. Okay, I, I don't see where she gets that argument, but okay. It amounted to an audacious attempt to rewrite the history of the worst attack on the Capitol in two centuries and preempt the damning testimony of four police officers who were brutalized by the mob of Donald J. Trump's supporters. Here's how Republicans twisted the facts. Looking past the motivations of the mob or Mr. Trump, Republicans said it had been up to Ms. Pelosi and her leadership team to protect the Capitol from the attack, particularly given that intelligence gathered in the weeks before it occurred pointed to the potential for violence against Congress. On January 6th, these brave officers were put into a vulnerable, impossible position because the leadership at the top has failed, said Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, the minority leader. Miss Pelosi Miss Pelosi has considerable influence as the speaker, but she is not responsible for the security of Congress. That is the job of the Capitol Police, an agency Miss Pelosi only indirectly influences. Yeah, and I know that she's responsible for this. Yeah, I'm not getting their logic either. There you go, next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. CDC map shows where you need to wear a mask per new guidelines. What does it say? The CDC has a map of where you have to wear a mask. 
People in red and orange colored counties should wear masks indoors in public, the CDC said Tuesday. Which it looks like mostly California is in the red and orange. Okay, so they're really trying to, they're trying to make an attempt at tightening down here. And we're not going to let it happen. We're not going to let you shut down California again. We're finally able to, if we can, try to get ourselves to live a good life. But we're not going to let you stop us. The CDC is now recommending that fully vaccinated people wear masks when indoors in public in certain areas. Four minutes left. Well, f- almost five. Four what? Almost five minutes left in the segment. Okay. Okay, so we got enough time to either go through this one or go to another one. So, yeah, so what else does this article say? Yeah, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said Tuesday that the Delta variant behaves uniquely differently compared to other versions of the virus and that vaccinated people may be contagious and spread the virus to others. Yeah, yeah, so then why did you get everybody to get the stupid shot then? Because it was never supposed to work, Kyle Chaos. Yeah, yeah. Not you, Rochelle. What's your last name? Walensky. Fuck you, Rochelle Walensky. But the CDC isn't recommending that everyone mask up again. The agency's new guidelines is limited to places where COVID-19 transmission is deemed substantial or high, meaning that there are either more than 50 cases per 100,000 people in the area, which is nothing, over a seven-day period, or that the COVID-19 test positivity rate is higher than 5%. Which is, yet again, nothing. Yeah, no, they're they're just trying to push this idea of taking away our freedom, but we're not going to let you take away our freedom. I'm going to stay out here. The one glaring exception to that rule is the is K through 12 schools nationwide, where the CDC is now recommending everyone mask up to protect kids and teachers. Uh-huh. Well, this lame showing your, yourself as an ally of the government. The main reason for the change in the CDC guidance is that in areas where there is a lot of virus circulating, The risk of getting infected, even for vaccinated people, is now very high. 
And while vaccination helps protect people from heading to the hospital or eventually dying from the disease, it is not a perfect shield against COVID-19. Yeah, 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 we want you to do this, but it's not going to help you. Yeah, vaccinated... We want you to get the bioweapon, but it's not going to help you. Yeah, vaccinated people can get sick and the prolonged and prolong the pandemic too by spreading their virus around. Yeah. That's why we are saying in areas of substantial or high transmission, even if you are vaccinated, that we believe it's important to wear a mask in those settings, Wilinski added. Yeah. Same shit. There are some people who are not able to be fully vaccinated, like children, and some people who are not able to be fully protected even though they are vaccinated, like immunocompromised people. So part of the reason for this guidance is to make sure that we can protect those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same propaganda, okay. I don't know, should we go to the next article, or where's your head at? Yeah, we can go to the next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. Which is pretty sweet that Ohio is pretty much in the yellow, so it doesn't really have any red or orange. Yeah, right on. They really want to try to lock us down, but we're not going to let it happen. Schumer and Warren call on Biden to extend student loan pause and wipe out 50000 per borrower. Wait, say that again? Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren call on Biden to extend student loan pause and wipe out fifty k per borrower. Okay. Yeah, let's go into this one. 